Hey there, Joshua here. Um, I'd like to give a big shout out to Kevin Kraft for uh, referring today's interviewee. Um, Kevin, I interviewed Kevin um, well over a year ago now, and um, we've been um, playing a lot of ping pong together since our since since we interviewed and. Um, I was looking for some more uh, referrals, so I reached out to Kevin and asked him to send some my way, and um, he referred me to this guy, Mike Taos, and his wife, Dana Taos. So on Saturday, this a few days ago, I went to interview Mike, um, but instead of interviewing, we just talked for five hours. Um, no exaggeration. And, um, and um, in the meantime, I had been scheduling an interview with his wife, Dana, um, and they all know Kevin from from Hawaii, um, from from a different era. And um, Mike's conversation, uh, Mike and I's conversation, uh, encouraged me to do a pretty serious amount of thinking. And so um, I spent the next days contemplating, and then did a little restructuring to some of the questions. So Dana's interview here today is uh, the first interview with some. Uh, new perspective. Uh, again, the project changes um, fairly often, and um, this is part of that evolution. Anyway, I just had a very lovely conversation with Dana, and I'm very, very happy to introduce you to her here. And um, thank you for listening. Uh, tell your friends, um, and uh, come back again soon. We are rolling. How old are you, for the record? Forty-nine, just turned. Great. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Who are you, and? Uh, how do you describe yourself? Hmm. Uh, my name's Dana Taus. And describing myself, quite a difficult question. Mm. I'm a female. I'm a mom. And I'm a friend, a wife, a daughter, a community member. And I have a lot of passion for different activities and um, I like to create connection and be with people. Yeah, okay. that's who I am. Great. What concerns you about the state of the world and humanity mm. and um, stemming from that, what inspires you or, or motivates you to um, improve the situation? Mm -hmm. My main concern is disconnection, separatism, people seeing differences, people seeing reasons why they shouldn't be together or why they need to be separate instead of seeing connection and why people are all the same. And so I see a lot of similarities when I meet people, things, animals, plants, everything. I see it as all one. And the idea that people see it as all different and disconnected and places where some people go and some people don't go and bridging the gap. Um, so that's the beginning of what I see as the problem. Then I think that spreads out from communities to cities to countries and so much disconnect, whether it's government and it's people to just individuals so vast in terms of people not being able to get along. But I think the main beginnings of it is the disconnection um, with our next generation 
I see it so much in terms of their social media attachments and not connecting through voice and not connecting through eyes, like our senses that we, that we might have learned, or that I did in my generation and beyond. But now the next generation, it's getting so much less and I worry about so much of that disconnect. It's becoming common, whether it's in the workplace or in school or anywhere else. I just worry for the people who don't find ways back to each other mm. and find ways to go their own way. Mm. And I think it causes fights and problems and bigger issues. Mm. So that's the community piece that I see. Of course, I have other concerns about the world too, but that would be environmental. Mm -hmm. Is there something in that, that that does inspire you or motivate you towards you know, affecting positive change in that regard? Yeah, I am motivated by it. Um, I am motivated to make connection. Mm. I'm motivated to see people on the street and look them in the eye and smile and bring forth the things that I think are going to connect us. Conversation, not texting and having relationships um, that don't feel getting together and being in the same arena and sharing and listening mm -hmm. and being present. What do people mean to you? <laughs> I mean, a lot, like almost everything outside of animals and plants, you know, people mean everything. I personally feel super connected to um, people. I don't, I think that's the one thing I can't live without. If I had to go with like my core value, it would be connection. And so mm. that's all about people and understanding people. And of course my passion is understanding why people do what they do mm -hmm. and why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. So all of it is very passionate for me. Mm -hmm. How I do it, I'm not so certain. I still am trying to figure that part out. Mm. Like, I mean, I do a lot of that in my just regular life, and I'm a therapist, so I do that individually or within family unit in hopes that each individual and each family brings that out into the world and can smile and can face people and to find connection mm. and build more of that in community. Mm -hmm. If community, um, if we could just, uh, and, and if you disagree, feel free to uh, put that input, input that. Okay. Um, but if we could agree that uh, community is our relationships with each other and the world we live in. Mm -hmm. um, what, and, and this goes back to how you answered the, 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 the what concerns you question, but what does it mean to you that we have this kind of seeming inability, inability might not be the best word, but. Mm -hmm. um, Challenge. To consider all needs, equality, equity. Um, like what do we, um, you know, what do we do with that? Like. 
had a long conversation with your husband about this on, on Saturday and this is going to be a long question it turns out yeah uh, here um, in Bend in particular and, and, and then specifically within this project I've met a lot of people who share this basic sentiment that is usually off-putting to me but um, whether or not it's every one of those people mentioning it um, and then Mike kind of being the person to like change the perspective or help me see it in a different way I'm, it's less off-putting to me but I still will probably usually challenge the statement but this idea that you know everybody's doing the best they can with the awareness mm -hmm. that they have mm -hmm. um, I'll tell you why it challenges me and then we'll really get into the question but um, the I you know I'll, I'll make a Lion King reference just watched it the other night and uh, the new version mm -hmm. right and there's and I hadn't, whenever I watched the original Lion King, I don't think that I had watched it with this like community focus, but it was actually kind of extraordinary how relevant it was and how much focus there was on togetherness and um, fairness and, and community. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's this Hakuna Matata stuff, right? Where like there are, there's no worries and everything's groovy and, and you know, you've got yours and everything else is fine and you can like chill by the waterfall and eat your grubs and do your thing mm -hmm. and I think like that's um, an illusion and it's a damaging one mm -hmm. so how do we raise awareness without detrimental judgment and how do we encourage people to consider growing community and coming together. Okay, there's a lot in there, so I'll have to break it up into pieces a little bit. But I think the raising awareness was sort of the last piece that I gathered, and I feel like I'm still working on it. Um, I don't have an easy answer for that. I think it starts with an individual and sort of spreads as people feel it. I don't know that everyone does that, which leads me to that everyone's doing the best they can at every given time. And I want to believe it too, mm. but I think I struggle like you do to say that that's, that's a definite. Like I think it's a great um, intention. And I want to believe it, especially when I'm feeling discouraged with the people around me or if I'm seeing things that aren't going well in mm. society, then that comes up for me of like, I think I need to hold on to that intention in order to move through this uncomfortable feeling that I have. Mm. Does that resonate with you as mm -hmm. well? Yeah. Recently, um, through a conversation with someone else, they've kind of answered it using that statement in the opposite way like when they feel good when they feel like they have what they need uh -huh. then they're more able to extend like empathy or compassion to others so I think it is interesting that you feel it the op in the opposite way mm -hmm. where when you're feeling discouraged that is what kind of it's almost like the discouragement 
shows you a necessity to like have hope. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And there is something, there is a reason why I do that and I want to share that is that um, I had a boss at one point who's also a friend who shared with me that if I was ever feel, feeling like I was challenged by working with a coworker to take three minutes to write down all the positive things about that person before I approached that person to talk about what was going on. And I think it just reframed my mindset. So I think this is a similar capacity is that if I have that discouragement that I know what I need to do in order to change my mindset, to not go down that spiral of feeling so discouraged and now to the point of anger and blame. That if I can sit there and do that, then I will just go towards blame and not really look at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I choose that path. Mm. can't say that I always do it, but it is, it's a choice that I make in the moment. Sure. Yeah, it's interesting, right? We have I assume this is true for most people, uh, some core values. Mm-hmm and which we would use to define ourselves, right? Like we would live by them. But then often, um, you know, we can miss the mark, so to speak, right? And then we could, we could potentially be judged by that, like, misstep. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a pretty big difference between, like, make, making a misstep and maybe leaving somebody with a bad impression or and and then just kind of like always doing the wrong thing <laughs> you know right there's a variance there's like a yeah. wide variety of what happens on a daily basis yeah uh-huh and so what like you know what is there there's lots of act- activism going on. There's lots of right. fighting for or, or standing up for mm-hmm. various um, mm-hmm. underprivileged or deliberately um, downtrodden people mm-hmm. groups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's one way to go. You know, and it's just, it's like you've got to believe in something else if you're going to fight against that stuff or stand up for that stuff. Mm-hmm. But what, you know, how, how do you do that? How do you, how, how do you be active? How do you be an example for something else? And how do you have that passion and fire, mm-hmm. which it requires to do that mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. without judgment? Or is it even possible? Mm. I, I mean, I'm, it goes back to you only know what you know. So, like, judgment and doubt and all of those feelings are, um, are developed with you. So we only all have the capacity that we have in that area. Now, what we use, what we do with it is a totally different thing because I think that some people choose to use it and some people choose not to. Activism is um, such a wide um, gamut of what you run, right? I feel like in certain times of my life, I've been way more active 
in that. And sometimes my life, a little bit more passive, I think fear gets in the way of activism sometimes. And um, so um, I always come back to it because I like to choose, um, I like to model or demonstrate what I believe in. Mm -hmm. And I'm not afraid to tell people that. Mm -hmm. But I also think it can show up to other people as something totally different. Mm -hmm. You know, like if we just take a simple pro-life, pro-choice situation. Like I can easily tell you what side I'm on, but someone, there might be someone in the middle who's like, no, wait, I can see both sides. And so I don't want to offend somebody, but at the same time, I really want to stand up for my beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, it gets really muddled and confusing when you go out into activism, though. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you're in people's face and in their way, and then it changes the whole dynamic. And I think it's really similar to creating connection versus fueling disconnection. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to create connection. So I way rather sit down with one person, explain my feelings and listen to theirs and try to find somewhere in the middle or our middle ground. Mm -hmm. So I choose those paths usually. Mm -hmm. A couple of weeks ago, I interviewed a, a teenager. Mm -hmm. A seventeen-year-old who's who's uh, pretty activated, um, and I, I, I was asking some question around hope, and and he answered it in this really interesting way, saying that he believes that um, his generation, which is different than yours and mine, mm -hmm. uh, will is the generation to set the example for the next one. Um, which is interesting to me because um, I I don't think that the generation that raised me was was like thinking about that in this mm -hmm. kind of way. Mm -hmm. And at seventeen, he's been born into a digital world, hyper connected. International news is at our fingertips, right? Which increases. Um, potential for empathy and compassion in like extreme ways. Mm -hmm. um, he's known um, a black president, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. he's known, um, he's only known um, a discussion around equal pay, he's only known a discussion around um, gender rights. Mm -hmm. he's, mm -hmm. There's a lot that, mm -hmm. that I've come into, you know, later, I, I started to probably kind of like become aware um, based on my individual circumstances of growing up in a very religious bubble, you know, around 20 or 21 years old. Mm -hmm. And now at 37, I'm trying to like pack it all in, mm -hmm. you know, learn and learn and learn and learn and learn and like recognize my faults and learn and learn and learn. And that's a, that's a wild, like, it seems like a large statement for a 17 year old to make. Mm -hmm. It, it is also somehow kind of like, you know, unsatisfying, right? Because I, um, I'm pretty keen on seeing change like now. Mm -hmm. Isn't it though that every generation believes that it's their responsibility when they're at that ripe age and then you raise the next generation and then they believe they have the next set of responsibilities. I feel like it's just a, 
a path that we all have sort of been through. It's like, maybe it's a rite of passage for those who choose to be in that role. Now, I wouldn't say all 17 year olds have the maturity to understand and want to take action. Right. I think that's a rare thing of the rare person that you found. And you might be in the rare category too of wanting to make those changes. And even when you said that you want to, you're wanting to learn and wanting to really put into action all this and make changes and shifts and especially about yourself. I feel like that too for my generation. Hmm. So like we might be in the rare category though. Because mm-hmm. I know there's tons of people who are not interested at all mm-hmm. in reevaluating who they are and making changes and shifts. And, and so, that, I mean, that seems to be the challenge, right? Is trying to, like, raise that awareness to try to, like, bring people into this idea. Otherwise, it seems just like an insurmountable task, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's just meant to take centuries, which I think the more interesting question wouldn't be from the gentleman that is a lady or gentleman that you found, the 17 year old that you found, it would be from the person who's not interested Mm -hmm. in community, you know, the opposite Mm -hmm. of of the you's and me's. Mm -hmm. Those people might teach us something. Mm -hmm. That would be fascinating Mm -hmm. in my mind because you know, we have so many people that are like-minded, mm-hmm. but I would love to hear from the people who may not have the same values, didn't grow up in families where, you know, might have encouraged things like that. And mm-hmm. Well, maybe you can refer one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will consider that. <laughs> do you, uh, do you have a sense of purpose? And what is it? Uh-huh. Or how, or how and do when you... you say, do I, are you talking about a personal or just like, in general like yeah do you have a personal my feeling of belonging or sense of purpose or responsibility yes i do but it also feels like a bigger question because i don't think that it's an ending i don't mm. think it has an ending on it mm. so there's still a lot of searching mm-hmm. in that are you wanting to know what that is <laughs> okay um i think that I've had stages of purpose, purposes, purpose. <laughs> um, my most recent stage would have been momming, being a mother. Mm. Um, that purpose is pretty grand. I never would have imagined how grand that would be. And um, what I thought it would be like was totally way more mind blowing and expanding than I ever thought. So lately, that is what I've been pondering as my purpose as I'm launching two kids out into the world and 18 and 21 year old um, and realizing that my world did revolve around making sure they were safe, giving them opportunities and um, playing that role. Mm. You know, that's pretty huge. Um, But outside of that purpose, which my main purpose probably would have been just um, being a member of my family and society and learning about myself, what I like and what I don't like, um, learning about people around me, and um, knowing that 
what I was taught as a child is not necessarily um, the way it should be. Um, being really open to lots of different ideas of how people live their lives and deciding how I want to live mine. Mm. Um, that might be really kind of a selfish way to talk about purpose because I'm really just talking about myself in a lot of ways or my own family. But I think that just resonates. So hopefully my ideas and my views, like one thing I don't like is material things. I like experiences. So I'll spend money on experiences rather than material objects. I want that to be passed on to my kids and to be passed on elsewhere. Like I don't think that we all need to be such a buying culture, but without judgment, I know some people really enjoy that and they really um, find value and success mm-hmm. in that. So I don't want to judge it, but at the same time, I kind of wish we weren't such consumers of things. Mm-hmm. I battle with that part of my purpose. <laughs> Yeah. And still seeking a lot of purpose right now, and how I want to um, continue continue on, and what that means. Mm. Yeah, it's an everyday challenge. Mm. Do you have any closing thoughts? <laughs> um, I like your project. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, the title resonates with me a lot community thread. Um, I am excited to see where it goes, but I know that you are in complete flux. But I also respect that because I think that just shows that you are um, being a flexible, spontaneous person in your path. And I think that's really cool. Mm. I value the same. So just that you're questioning it and um, I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, but I look forward to preferring different people Great. to to be here. And yeah, thanks for coming over. And yeah, thank you for having me. It. It's really awesome. It's a uh, on the off chance that someone's listening. You know, it's like the the this can be so many things, right? A community thread could grow. Mm-hmm. But I I it's um. It's very challenging to to know if these are the right questions and mm-hmm. if this is the you know if the way I present it is the right way and if it's living up to the potential you know it feels like a lot of responsibility uh-huh. and it's not responsibility I want to pass on it's just um, I'm I'm I guess I'm like definitely ready for the next like growth phase mm-hmm. you right. know whatever that might look like I don't think there's any right or wrong like you mentioned that I, I really don't believe that there is this is creative process mm-hmm. so um, responsibility I would just shift that word to creativity mm-hmm. and um, right and wrong I don't know we could ponder right and wrong all day long mm-hmm. but in reality we're just experimenting yeah and learning yeah, right. Then, <laughs> but then there's the sustainability aspect. Okay, that's a totally different <laughs> subject. We can talk about that yeah. next time. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> sustainability, totally different. Cool. But as far as connection and this, that's... Yeah, that's we're doing cool. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, that's absolutely. Cool. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>
Thank you, Dana. Yeah, thank you.